0: How many of you can attest to the fact God is faithful? Okay, rest of your (laughs) line. He is faithful. He is faithful. And we're going to celebrate that day. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to open up to Luke chapter 1. And I've asked Andy to read this for us because we're not going to read the whole chapter today because of time. But uh, come on up. He's going to read to us our verses that we're going to focus on. But if you want to go ahead and turn there, Luke chapter 1. Chapter 1.
1: Many have undertaken to compile a narrative about the events that have been uh, fulfilled among us, just as the original eyewitnesses and servants of the word handed them down to us. It also seemed good to me, since I have carefully investigated everything, from the very first to to write to win you in, to write to you in an orderly sequence, most honorable... Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things about which you have been instructed. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest of Abijah's division named Zechariah. His wife was from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both were righteous in God's sight, living, through, living without blame, according to the commands and requirements of the Lord. But they... Had no children because Elizabeth could not conceive. The both of them were along in years. When in divisions uh, was on du- when his division was on duty, and he was serving as the priest before God. It happened that he was chosen by Lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. At the hour of incense, the holy assembly of the Lord was praying outside. An angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and overcome with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will hear you, will bear you a son, and you will name him John. There will be joy and delight for you, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and will never drink wine or beer. He will be f- filled with the Holy Spirit while still in his mother's womb. He will turn many of the sons of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before and we will go before him and in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous to make ready for the Lord a prepared people. How can I know this, Zachariah asked the angel, for I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. The Angel answered him, "I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Now, listen, you will become silent and unable to speak until the day these things take place because you did not did not fill my words, believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zachariah, amazed that he stayed." So long in the sanctuary, when he did come out, he could not speak to them. They, then they realized that he, had been, that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He kept making sign, signs to them and remained speechless. When the days of his ministry were completed, he went back home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and kept herself in seclusion for five months. She said, The Lord has done this for me. He has looked with favor in these days to take away the disgrace among the people. Just as he spoke to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants forever, and Mary stayed with her about three months. Then she turned to her home. Now the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth, and she had a son. Then her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her his great mercy, and they rejoiced with her. When they came to circumcise the child on the eighth day, they were going to name him Zachariah after his father. But his mother responded, No, we will name him John. Then they said to her, None of your relatives has that name so they mentioned to his father to find out what he wanted him to be called they asked for he asked for a tablet and wrote his name is john and they were all amazed immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue set free and he began to speak praising god fear came on all those who lived around them and all these things were being talked about throughout the hill country of judea All who heard about him took to heart, saying, What then will this child become? For indeed the Lord's hand was with him.
0: Thank you, Andy. Appreciate it. A lot of verses there. I'm going to call on you next Sunday, okay? I appreciate Andy and our students. Um, An incredible story we have been talking about for the last several weeks, this issue of crazy faith. And there are so many stories in the Bible that talk about crazy faith. And as we enter the Christmas season, I thought it would be interesting if we looked at Zachariah and his wife, uh, Elizabeth. Next week, we're going uh, to have a special guest here with us, Mike Williams. But uh, in a couple weeks from now, we'll look at the story of Mary as we get a little bit closer to Christmas. And if you were kind of tracking along with the scriptures, I encourage you to read this again for yourself this afternoon. You'll notice some similarities in this story, how an angel comes to Zechariah, much like an angel came to Mary. There were some conversations. We're going to point out a few of those similarities as we go. But it's interesting, uh, this story where we find ourselves uh, on the verge of what some would say the first Christmas miracle. I wonder this morning if I asked you, do you still believe in miracles, how many of you would say yes? I see a few hands. A friend of mine says, a miracle is a coincidence that God doesn't tell you about. Because a lot of us go, that was a coincidence, and it's not really a coincidence, God's worked it out, he just didn't tell you, or tell me. I believe miracles still happen, and in the book of Mark, Jesus actually looked at the disciples and he says... With man, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And we see this uh, kind of unfold in this story right here in the book of Luke with Zechariah and Elizabeth. And one of the things that I really find fascinating about Scripture, if you, if you and I pay attention when we read, there's some very incredible things about Scripture, very purposeful, the way God laid out the Bible. The way these passages are laid out, the way the stories are laid out, there's, this happened at a specific time. The Bible tells us in verse 5 that it's a specific time, the days of Herod, king of Judah. So it's a specific time, easy for me to say. It also happens to a specific person. Now, depending on what Bible translation you look at, some people spell Zechariah that ends in i a s. Some of it have two r's. Some of it have two c's. It's one of those Bible names. Some of them, some commentaries have it z e. Some of them, like on the screen, has z a. We're talking about Zechariah. You figure out how to spell it. Okay? There's a lot of debate about the correct spelling, but it's Zechariah and Elizabeth that we find out uh, here in this story. Who the Bible says something very interesting about them And Andy read it for us in verse 6 The Bible tells us they both were righteous in the sight of God The New American Standard Version said that they walked blameless In the sight of God What a, what a commentary, what a description About a married couple trying to serve God Oh that that would be said of Lynette and I That we walked blameless in the commands of Of the Lord. Maybe you would desire that that's said about you and your spouse, you and your family. We need that in our culture today. But you have these people in this Bible who encounter something very interesting because we read in the Bible in verse 7 something happens to them. And it says in verse 7 they had no child. My translation, New American Standard, says, because Elizabeth was barren and she was advanced in age advanced if you do kind of the greek study i I did this for you so you don't have to says they're guessing bible commentators are guessing she probably was well over 60 years of age and she hasn't had a child now i don't know if you know this about the culture at the time but to be wed with someone and not have children was not favored as a matter of fact people would actually tell you oh you must have sinned because god has not blessed you with children we know that's Alive from the pit of hell Maybe there's some of you this morning have tried to have kids and you have But in this day and age that's what they were made to believe And so the first thing I would say to you this morning as I read this when I think about crazy faith Is when if you want to have crazy faith and be a person of crazy faith It may mean Often ignoring the voices of the enemy That are in your head Is it just me or do I sometimes wake up in the morning hearing things like this You're worthless Who do you think you are? You're the you're the, one of the pastors at Crossroads Baptist. Really? What, you? You are a loser. Is it just me? Do you hear some of those voices in your head from time to time? Where the enemy is telling you that you are worthless? Can you imagine being Zachariah and Elizabeth who all of culture is saying, look at them, they must have sinned, they must have done something wrong because God hasn't blessed them with any children. Oh, they must be worthless. God must not love them. Not just voices in their head, but voices in their culture I I, want to tell you today that if you are going to strive to be a person with crazy faith You and I are going to have to learn to turn those voices off Here's some good news I know what God says about me I know what God says about you You may come into church this, this morning and you may not feel this way But if you're a child of God, let me tell you something You are holy You are blameless You are beyond reproach there is no condemnation in you if you are in Christ Jesus. If that doesn't get you woke up, you need to check your battery. <laughs> because that is good news. That is good news to know what God says about you today. And I'm thankful that Zechariah ignored those voices of the enemy that was in his head. But we continue to read, and it says in verse 8 that he was going about his business. Serving in the temple, preparing for the job that God had for him. And we're going to talk about what an important job that was in just a minute. But he was in his place doing what he was supposed to be doing. Verse 8 in the New American Standard says this. It happened while he was performing his priestly duties. While he was doing his service to God. I read that for the first time this week. And here's the thought that came to my mind. Crazy faith does not wait on a bigger assignment. Crazy faith. While he was performing his duties, he was going on about doing the things God wanted him to do. Young people, listen to me. If you're waiting on God to do something big in your life, be faithful in the small things. Some of us are waiting. Why won't God use me to do this or do that? It's because we aren't faithful in the small things. He was about doing what God had lined up for him to do. He was faithfully serving in his place. The Bible says, and again, New American Standard says, it came about while he was performing his priestly duties before God. He was doing what, what he knew how to do, what God had called him to do at that point in time. And I see a lot of people, not just young people, but all of us, in our culture and what we live in, thinking sometimes we're too good for what we would call the menial tasks. Oh, God, give me something big. Come on, up. I am so thankful. I want to brag on our staff at Crossroads. I am so thankful we have staff at this church. You had them long before I showed up. Staff at this church who are not unwilling to pick up a paintbrush, to pick up a set of hand trucks, to empty the trash. If you get too big of britches where you think you're too good to do that kind of stuff, you better watch out. God's going to sit you on the bench and make you second, third, fourth, fifth string. This pastor included. None of us are too big that we can't do the trivial things that God, what we would say are trivial. We're going to find out it wasn't so trivial in just a minute. In Zachariah's mind, he might have thought a little bit, man, I'm just doing this. And God, my my wife and I, we just want kids. But we're going to find out he was willing to take the small assignment. You know, according to this priestly office that we read about here in these verses. And this was, this was a, a whole ceremonial time. I wish we had time this morning for me to explain this whole ceremonial thing that is happening here in these verses. This was a big deal. The Bible tells us in a few of those verses, I think it's verse 9, that they cast lots. It's not the person lot in Genesis it's, it's basically they, they rolled the die or they cast lots, paper lots, to find out who was going to get to do what so that each person had equal opportunity to participate in the work that was about to happen. And I wish I had time to tell you this whole ceremonial thing that was actually structured out and laid out by God earlier in the Bible, in the Old Testament. This whole multitude of the people that shows up, verse 10, tells us they're outside the door waiting for the incense offering to happen. And it's at that moment in time that the angel of the Lord appears. In verse 13, and it's interesting what the angel says. Isn't it interesting? Oftentimes in the Bible, the first words that the angel says is, Do not be afraid. If you had an angel show up at your house, you would probably want him to say that to you too. Because <laughs> you'd go, whoa, whoa, what is this? And it's not some, you know, we have our pictures in our mind of what angels look like. And sometimes we put them on the top of Christmas trees and it's this pretty little angel. And I, I don't know what they look like. I know when they showed up, it was a major announcement getting ready to happen. Some of you remember the old commercial, you young people remember this, the old commercial E.F. Hutton. You know, I mean, when the angel showed up, everybody went something important's getting ready to be said. And that's exactly what happens in this story Because the angel says, do not be afraid, Zacharias, in verse 13 Your prayer's been heard, your wife's going to have this son And yet it's interesting, you would have thought his reaction would have been Fantastic, that's what I've been praying for But if you study this passage of scripture and you read the whole chapter And you find out about Zechariah and about his wife and about their pleading for prayer This is a prayer they had been praying for for so long they finally just gave up They're thinking, it's too late, I'm too old. Thinking of another story in the Bible, very early in the book of Genesis. A guy named Abram, remember? And Sarah, same thing, they thought they were too old. And yet here we have in this situation, God says, no, I'm going to answer your prayer. Men and women, you are not too old to be used by God. We have some incredible people in this congregation, some people who've been faithful to God for many, many years. Can I tell you, don't slide into second string. Don't sit on the bench. These young people need you older people to stand up and be the voice of God and the voice of truth. Because they're not hearing it out in the world for the most part. So please don't check out if you get to be fifty, six, oh, I'm fifty. If you get to be <laughs> if you get to be sixty, seventy, eighty, don't check out. God wants to use you. If you're still breathing, God has a purpose for you today and for me. And so God shows up in this story. And even though Zachariah felt like, oh, that that dream of having a child, God, it's over, it's over. And this angel comes to him and says, don't be afraid. Guess what? Your wife is going to have a son. But he begins to ask a few questions. And Zacharias says in verse 18, how do I know this is going to happen? How will I know this for certain? He begins to ask questions. You know what that tells me about a person who has crazy faith? Even a person with crazy faith sometimes has doubt. Being a person with crazy faith doesn't mean you're sometimes not going to doubt. How many of you in here don't raise your hand, have ever doubted what God has told you? You don't have to raise your hand. You can if you want. I'll raise raise both of my hands. You may not have heard this story, and I'll give you the short version for sake of time this morning. But while you have been here meeting since about 2012, my wife and my family and I have been praying for you. We didn't know we were praying for you. But we were praying after we moved to Greenville for a place to serve for seven years. And i got to be honest. After year one, year two, year three, year four went by, I was kind of like, okay, God, forget it. If that's not of you, forget it, forget it. If God has put something in your heart and it is from God, God will be a man of his word and fulfill it in his due time. Be patient in his due time. And that's what we see in this, in this scripture So being a person of crazy faith doesn't mean that you'll doubt. Can you imagine being Zechariah? He he goes into this uh, tent. He's about to go into the Holy of Holies and he's going to pray. His job on that particular occasion is to pray. And if you think that it's by happenstance... That he was chosen, no, nothing is random with God. Do you understand? He was the single priest at that moment that could actually enter into the sanctuary. God had chosen him, the Bible tells us, and historians say that there were probably 8,000 other priests when they had this cast their lots to see who was going to get to be the person and out of 8,000 people. Zachariah is chosen because God was in charge. Reminds me of this, the fourth thing I would see about crazy faith is when God asks you or I to step out in crazy faith, rest assured. He has been and is working behind the scenes to do what he needs to accomplish. Nothing is random with God. Nothing is random with God. But Zacharias asks this question, how will I know for certain I'm old, my wife is advanced in years, and the angel identifies himself, which... I guess is a good thing I'm Gabriel And I'm standing in the presence of God And I've been sent to you to bring this good news And here's the point Verse 20 But because you didn't believe The words He says these these days On this day when these things take place That'll be the time when they shall be properly fulfilled They will be fulfilled in the proper time Think about this for just a minute Zechariah was right there at this point in time and historians say I think if I remember correctly it was around 600 600 BC here he is no that's not right I'll find it in my notes at this point in time, here he is. In this point in time, God has him there for a reason. I was thinking about how God orchestrates time. If there was no Zachariah, think about this. We're going to find out in just a minute that his wife becomes pregnant with who? And he read it to us with John. John the Baptist. If there was no Zechariah and Elizabeth, there would be no John the Baptist. If there would be no John the Baptist, there would be no one to herald the coming Messiah. If there would be no one to coming, announce the coming of the Messiah, the prophecies of the Old Testament regarding the Messiah would be unfulfilled. And if any of those Old Testament prophecies were unfulfilled, then Jesus did not fulfill all things. You see, you see what happens? You may think your little point in time in December 2019 is not a big deal. I'm here to tell you, it is a big deal. Don't check out. God has you here in this moment for a reason, and me for a reason. We talked about in one of the Sunday school classes this morning, I finally made my way around to all the small groups on Sunday morning, got to the last one, and we talked in one of the classes about being intentional. Men and women, we have to be intentional, because God is intentional. Have you ever thought you were, have you ever been somewhere at the right time, but you didn't know that you were there at the right time until it was a different time? Seven years. And for one of those years, I was actually here almost a year visiting because he says, hey, come over to Crossroads. I'm preaching on this Sunday. And we come in and the next thing we know, we get sucked into the Crossroads friendliness bubble. (laughs) And I'm glad that we did. God has a plan for you and a plan for me. Please don't miss the plan and the opportunity that he has for us. So the people outside in verse 21 tells us they're waiting for Zacharias to come out. He's in here having this conversation with the angel. They're waiting on him to come out. And finally he comes out, but he's unable to speak. Every wife's prayer answered right there. I know, I know. He comes out, he's unable to speak. He's seen this vision. And long story short, for sake of time, we... Fast forwarded through some verses. He winds up going back home. Elizabeth becomes pregnant. Meanwhile, in the middle of this story, I encourage you to check it out. And we will in a few weeks. The announcement of the birth of Jesus comes. And Jesus shows up. And and Mary. And Mary gets pregnant. And you know the story. They wind up meeting. And uh, we'll pick that up in a few weeks. But Elizabeth becomes pregnant. And here's what she says in verse 25. This is the way the Lord has dealt with me. He's looked at me with favor and he's taken away the disgrace among all men as a reminder to us in the scripture that that's how people had viewed her. And now here she is. And they find out, of course, she has birth. And we find out that she has a boy. And women don't throw rocks at me because this is, this is, I'm, not, this is I'm just telling you the truth. In that culture... When somebody found out they were expecting And they had a boy It was like the band showed up And the musicians showed up And everybody celebrated And people went crazy Because here's the announcement of this birth of a baby They went crazy, they went nuts If a girl, not so much No offense ladies That's just the way it was in that culture They went crazy over the birth of this boy And we know There was a boy to be born a little bit later Who they didn't go so crazy over. And yet here was this baby, Zechariah and Elizabeth. It says in those latter verses there that Andy read for us. When they began to debate about the name in verse 57, she brings forth the son, the neighbors, the relatives, they all come out. And they began to debate about what they're going to call this young boy. And some say, we'll call him Zechariah after his dad. And and can, can you imagine, I, I, I kind of laughed in my brain after, after reading some of this story because it says in verse 62, they made signs to Zechariah. I guess this is the first game of charades. They're trying to do signs to get him to understand because he can't speak. They don't know if he's understanding because he can't speak. And finally, in that moment, he writes on that tablet and says to them, his name shall be John. And I love what the translation says there in verse 64. That when he opened his mouth and his tongue was loosed, he began to speak in praise to God. And those around him were in fear and they silenced. They were silenced. And I think about crazy faith in this situation. The praises of one that was following after God in crazy faith began to quiet those around and actually leave them in awe of what God was doing. It's easy for us oftentimes when we read some of these stories in scripture to look at the story on this side of history and to be looking back and go, well, they should have known this and they should. But can you imagine experiencing this story for the first time? It's easy to miss out maybe on some of the questions that Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth had been asking themselves in the midst of all this, no doubt, as we've read. He had his doubts. We don't know if she had her doubts or not, but yet God was patient. He was we sung it this morning, he was faithful. Which just goes to show God's plans are always better than yours' plans and my plans. So this morning, as you think about living this life of crazy faith, let me ask you a few questions as we wrap up this morning. Are you willing? For God to set you apart so you can live with crazy faith. Zachariah set apart out of all those priests, 8,000 plus. I I think there are people in our congregation that God wants to set you apart. To use you at this specific time in history to maybe do something beyond what you can think or imagine. But it's going to mean saying yes to him. Are you willing to let God support you? And supply the support you need, much like he did in this story through Elizabeth that we'll pick up with in a couple weeks. Because all of us need support and encouragement. Because those doubts will come. I don't know if you have anyone like this in your life. When those doubts come to your mind or that voice starts speaking in your ear that you have somebody who can come alongside you and say, Don't don't believe that. That's, That's a lie from the pit. Don't believe that. That's not what God says about you. I hope you have someone like that. And Elizabeth... Needed that as well, and she got that in her life. Are you willing to let God be the one that silences the naysayers and focus on what God has called you to do? You know, in our world in which we live, I think most times that's the most difficult thing for us to do. Because we live in a world that for the most part, people want to do things contrary to what God wants. And for us to be this lone voice of truth and reason. I don't know if you've experienced this. Before I was the pastor here, I I was doing ministry, but I was a lot out in the world in in, in secular society, just like you guys are, every single day of the week. And maybe this has happened to you where I would say something that I thought was just a no-brainer about God, about Christ, about faith. And have the naysayers begin to rise up. Oh, he said the J word. And I mean, it was like, wow, the naysayers are out there. You'll never know they're there if you're quiet, though. Right. If you're quiet in your faith, you'll never know that the naysayers are there. But as soon as you step up, and you, you even sometimes can actually even talk about God, and you'll be okay because there's a lot of gods that people think you might mean when you say God. But as soon as you say the name Jesus, look out. Those naysayers are going to come. But if you want to be a person of crazy faith. You'll understand that when God shows up and fulfills what he said he's going to do. That your reaction of praise is going to silence all the naysayers. And This morning, maybe there's a voice in your, in your ear this morning. Or maybe sitting on your shoulder that's saying, why are you at Crossroads Baptist Church today? You don't need this Jesus he's talking about. Can I just humbly ask you. Just to tell the devil Where he can go <laughs> My uh, niece and nephew Who may be joining us at some point Have been visiting some churches And she was I guess at the small group At the church they've been going to and visiting And I was asking them a few weeks ago Tell me what you learned And they were trying to both tell me at the same time And I finally said bottom line it. Tell me what you learned And Shelby the little girl She just said take that devil I was like, good, if you're learning how to say, take that devil, that's good, that's good, I don't know where you're learning that. In a sense, that's what I'm asking you to do this morning. And if you're here today and you've never said yes to Jesus, the way you say, take that devil, is you say, Lord, here I am, I surrender my life to you. I want to be a person of crazy faith. And to do that, I just surrender my life to you, much like Elizabeth and Zachariah, did. They just said, okay, God, if this is the way you're going to answer this prayer... So be it if if that's you this morning and you're finding yourself here. Can I just tell you my wife and I would tell you uh, My daughter's here today. My son's home from college They were here for Thanksgiving. We we would tell you that this place is a great place to plant your roots It's a friendly place a place that wants to serve jesus So if you're visiting here today and you want to come down this morning and say hey I need to make this place my home or I need to come to know jesus Then i'm going to give you an opportunity to do that during our invitation Hymn we call it an invitation hymn For this reason, when we sing the song, we're inviting you to respond to what God's laid on your heart to do. So I hope that you'll do that. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the demonstration of crazy faith in a guy named Zachariah and a lady named Elizabeth who literally... God, they did not know it, but they, their family were the forerunners to the Savior of the world. And they didn't know it. But they just said, we're going we're to be faithful. Yes, they had their doubts. But ultimately, Lord, they believed your word. And so Lord, we believe your word this morning. I pray if there's anyone in this sanctuary today who needs to do business with you, who maybe needs to say, I need to take that next step into having that life of crazy faith. I pray that they would come to the altar and do business with you today. If there's anyone in this place that needs to say yes to Jesus, I pray that your Holy Spirit would have your way in their heart today. We love you, Lord. Thank you for what you're going to do in our remaining minutes here in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask you if you would, to stand going I ask my friend Heath, one of the pastors here to join me as well. If you need to make a decision for Christ today, please come down and take our hand. We'd love to pray with you. Or if you just want to pray at the front, uh, you can do that as well as Joey leads us this morning.